Welcome to Telling It Like It Is. I'm your host, Matt, the Godfather Ely, and back from our midsummer break, Zara and Veronica are out today, but we are here with another open table edition and back to the show for a third time, first time this season. Yeah. My boy, Jim Search. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's uh, what's What's happening here? Man, there's so much happening. We're, we're we're in the midst of Mercury's retrograde. Okay. And um, for those of you who don't know what Mercury's retrograde is, I'm one of those people. It's uh, it's basically like where Mercury orbits the sun faster than we do, and because of its track and the position we're in, it looks like Mercury's moving backwards. Okay. And you can see some of the planets. Each planet has their retrograde. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect of it. But it also changes the lunar pull and the energies. And supposedly it has some crazy effects on the way our moon appears and also the way people act. I didn't know that. So, Well, I mean, I did know that. I don't want to say that. Well, like, I know that people believe it. So I, I've heard of it. But go on. Yeah. So there was a list of things posted online uh, of things do's and don'ts during Mercury's retrograde. Okay. So, when Mercury is in retrograde, focus on using your intuition rather than logic. Okay. Looking at problems or issues from a new perspective and with a new understanding. Mm-hmm. Being flexible, especially when traveling, double-check all details. Ensuring your hard drive, smartphone, tablet, etc. all have fresh backups. <laughs> Getting a tune-up before heading off on a road trip. Creativity, paint, draw, dance, read, and write, and make music. Reorganizing, reviewing, and reflecting, which that's bullshit because I attempted that today and it did not work out too well. Um, slowing down meditation and journaling, accepting that there may be frustrations, redos, delays, miscommunications, and meltdowns. Mm. Those are the things to focus on. Here are the list of things to avoid making any major purchase, negotiating or signing contracts. Well, I've already fucked up there. <laughs> making life changing decisions. Interesting. Going on a first date, in parentheses, (laughs) things may not be as they seem when Mercury goes direct. Oh, man. Behaving recklessly. Purchasing electronic equipment, especially computers. Arguing or fighting. (laughs) In parentheses. Yeah, right. There is a high propensity for mutual misunderstanding. Hmm. Interesting. Starting a new job. Don't si- don't start a new job. Yeah, it says don't start a new job, <laughs> signing a new lease, or buying a new house. Well, I'm in contract and supposed to be closing on a place. Well, although I, I did start the contract prior to the retro. Oh, okay. So the How clear? does it? I don't know. I don't know if there's a loopholes when it comes to in, Mercury being in retrograde. I don't know. I think I'm in the clear. Okay. Good. Good. Uh. St- 
assuming any understanding on another's part during this time. Mm. Launching a new business or putting on a big event or hiding under a rock during this time. Okay. Uh, well, I uh, you know it's funny. I was actually looking at an uh, uh, apartment, and now maybe I just won't do that. Because I don't know. Maybe maybe you should wait till after the retrograde. I, I, I guess August second, I believe. Oh, August. Oh, okay. Then after August second, then I can certainly jump in there. Uh, well, there you go. Um, I um, I'll be honest. Um, I don't know if I'm much of a uh, retrograde guy. Like, I don't know if I live my life by that necessarily. I mean, I always thought that, you know, <laughs> you should, like, take responsibility for yourself and not blame a moon. But that's just me. Um, but, hey, look, some people do believe in it, and that's why they make Pepsi and Coke. So we all have our own things that we think about when we are trying to make decisions. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, though. I mean... If I guess if enough people believe in it, maybe it's true, right? Maybe, man. I mm. don't know. I, w- I will say this, that I have seen, like, there, there's a lot of shit surrounding horoscopes that is straight bullshit. Sure. I'm like, this is this. However, there is some aspects to Zodiacs, or there is some aspects to scientific evidence to the effects that lunar pull can have on human beings. Physically, whether it be personality or activity, it's why they say, well, like when there's a full moon, the crazies go nuts. And I like, actually, I talked to, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I used to teach at the school, and I talked to um, our like school psychologist about that. I was like, so, do you like, does a full moon really fuck with people? And she's like, Bellevue sees a spike in people being committed during full moons. So now it begs the question as to whether is it psychosomatic? Is it people who see that and are like, oh, it's a full moon, I can fucking act crazy. Or the other side of that is that is it actually have an effect on people? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I can't I can't answer that. But Yeah. Uh happy Sunday, everybody. Huh? Yeah, happy Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, this so so during this break, I um I mean, a lot's happened, but um, I re I went on a cruise for the first time. Oh, great! Yeah, I took my family. Um, and um, I told my kids if they got high honor roll, okay, that we'd go on a cruise, and they made high honor roll. Yay, be doing Jay. Yeah, uh, good for you. Uh, so we went on a cruise, and I was I was a little nervous. I was kind because I never did a cruise before. Yeah, and the reason being is, I was like, I like boats. I like water. But I like going out on a small bo- or going out on a boat where a couple hours and you come back. And you know that you can like you're not exactly. trying to be overnight on exactly. a boat, right? So the thought of being like out in the middle of the sea and like I can't get off if I don't want or I'm not and and, and stuck there for days, like it it always kind of made me a little uneasy. I'm like I just mm. don't know. I I don't. So I wasn't sure what to expect. I was like, uh, but we did it, and for the most part, it was a good time. I, I we did four days, mm-hmm. and I gotta say that I don't know that I could have done more than four days. Where did you go? What was, so how did it? We how, went on what carnival was and went. We left from Fort Lauderdale at in the evening. Okay, and then we spent the whole night and next day at sea. So we left on a Thursday night, spent all of Friday at sea, and ported at Saturday morning in Half Moon K. 
which Where's? is Carnival's private island in the Bahamas. Oh shit! But Carnival owns the island though. It's like oh no, like shit. nobody lives there. So you so how long were you on that island for? We were on the. I personally was only on the island for like two hours, and that was more than long enough for me. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. So I got off. The kids have fun, but I, maybe I got spoiled because of going to Puerto Rico and traveling and like finding the things that I liked in the Caribbean. But I, that beach was way too crowded for my taste. Interesting. But the kids had a blast, so I was like, all right. So, you know, it was cool. We went out there. We played in the, the water. The water was unusually cool for uh, the, what I would expect for the Caribbean. Um, it was strange. The water was – it was like – it was pretty cool. Like, for like, – straight it was. Like, you got in um, – I'll say this. Two days before, we were in Fort Lauderdale. We went in the water. Right. And the water felt like a bathtub. Oh, nice! But here we are in the at Half Moon K, and we go in, and the, it, the water feels like a little. It feels cool, a little, little chilly. Yeah, yeah, a little chilly. But it wasn't bad because it was hot as hell outside. But um, yeah, it was just way too crowded. I was like, "Get me back on the." I went back. I, I left early. I, I I went back. So how long were you like? Because I know like with um cruises, I was in the the Cayman Islands. Uh, this sounds like just elitist nonsense, but I was in the Cayman Islands, and um, I know that like when uh, cruises will like port somewhere, you have a certain time that you're on that island, and then you have to get back on, and then you go wherever you're going. So how long were you there? So the the cruise ported at eight a.m. and started at eight a.m. We could leave, and and there you have to take these little shuttle boats to the island. Mm. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not like an actual. Por- Port it, it it stops and these little shuttle boats take you into a smaller port. Right, and they and then I think the last boat back from there is at like three p.m. and then the boat left and then it, the, oh, the, shit. the three p.m. shuttle takes you back to the crew the cruise the cruise boat and then the boat goes back to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, no, no, no. Then the boat hits sea and then the next morning we ported at Nassau Bahamas. Oh shit. And so you're like on tour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. I, you know, I got to say the Bahamas just felt kind of like Jamaica, Queens. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was like with, 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 That's cool, funny. with, with, with uh, Caribbean looking um, architecture. Um, there's people trying to sell you shit everywhere and like. Right. 50 cents there. Yeah. 50 cents hanging out. Um, the, I just. Uh, it was, it was kind of like. You know, I, I, I don't. I'm not big on shopping. Uh, my partner and her sister, they love to fucking shop. Like they love to shop. So I'm kind of. I was like, you guys. We went. All I wanted was a cup of coffee. That's all, this is all I wanted. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have some Bohemian coffee. Let's find a coffee shop. We get off. We find a little walkway through this place. And you're also looking for. Mind you, on the ship. I bought the internet package. It was like forty eight bucks for the cruise. Oh, for the, the to have some sort of communicate because I was like I can't have no communication with the outside world. Very limited. Like Facebook works a little bit. Um, WhatsApp works a little bit with an iPhone. I have an iPhone, so sometimes certain iMessages will come through, but it's it's right. spotty. Sure, but, sure. You're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Oh, you know what I will say? My phone did ring at one point. It was my brother calling me, and because I was. I'm a T-Mobile customer. The T-Mobile Wi-Fi calling was working at whatever point in the sea we were at. But it it wasn't like that everywhere, though. Right. So 
as soon as I got to Atlanta, I was like, all right, let's connect the Wi-Fi. You know, Vito was with me, my 16-year-old. And he, you know, he's like, actually, he did pretty well. I thought he was going to be, it was going to be the end of the world for him not have, being connected to technology. But he was happy to find Wi-Fi. So we're like, we're going to find Wi-Fi. I'm going to find coffee. So we see this place. I'm like, ooh, coffee shop. We go in and they don't have coffee. Well, that's a lie. I know. I'm the, the only thing that's they ha- a bold faced lie. The only thing they have is like lot pre made like drinks. No, they don't. They're out of regular coffee. They're out. They don't have anything from half the list down, which is pretty much anything really coffee made. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna find another coffee shop. Ended up finding a Starbucks. Mm. Long story short, ended up at Starbucks. That's that. That was where my my experience with Bohemian coffee. Was in a in a Bohemian Starbucks, and it ended in a Starbucks, which uh, they're worldwide, man. Yeah, they really are. Two things about their Starbucks: a, they you can't use your Starbucks like Starbucks app there, and b, they don't allow you. They don't leave a you can't tip on the fucking receipt for the yeah, it's only tip in cash. Yeah, and I was like, that's interesting. Pretty, that's pretty messed up, but um, yeah. So we did it. We came back. Everything was good about the cruise for the most part, except for always got to be some issue. So we signed up my daughter, 12, we're going to be 13 in September, and um, my girlfriend's niece, who is also just turned 13. So they're about the same age. Okay. We signed them up for this youth program that they have there, and it's based on age groups. And apparently one of the dudes running the fucking program felt that it was funny to make cracks about feminist and oh really about um talking about his side chick to these kids <laughs> and then yo that's then, hilarious and this fucking <laughs> broken condom fucking it's broke oh shit had Sorry. the audacity to make a comment about my daughter's weight holy shit man wait so, a minute let's yeah, review okay. so uh how I'm assuming this guy is probably I don't know in his twenties maybe we'll yeah, say his twenties. His name we found out later. His name is Rohan and he's from Australia. Rohan, white dude. Uh, of course. Yeah, white dude from Australia yeah. who's like feminists aren't shit, right? Yeah. And then talks about his side chick. Like what? I don't talks think about he- his side chick. Says that he <laughs> his other job he would be a male stripper and his name Ho- would be White Chocolate. That's corny as fuck. So I, You're you, so, so at the end of my Rohan. Day, you should be funnier than that, and that upsets yeah. me. But I, go on. I see my daughter and uh, my girlfriend's niece, and what happens is that they're like, she's like this. They're, they're telling me all these things, and I, I immediately feel the rage, and I'm like, sure. How do I handle? It? Because I feel the rage building up because I'm like, I want to go beat the shit out of this dude right now. But then yeah. I count I'm like, a the kids are here. B I mean, the you're in, in a, you're in international waters, international man. International waters. I mean, anything and, can go, but also anything can go like, wrong. If we were still in the U.S. and just about porting, I, I, I could do a night or two in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. I got it in me. I've been to Rikers. Yeah, you could. Not that uh, I'm advocating advocating going to jail, but I'm a very self-aware person. Fuck with my kids, I'll go back to jail for that. Sure, not. Nah, and there's. Uh, no one's gonna follow you for that. Um, so we're in international waters in the middle of it's like one in the morning at this point. Okay. And I'm just like trying to. I'm like, how are we 
handling this. So <laughs> How are we long story this? short, um, my partner being an educator and her sister being an educator, they are like, we're going to go file a report and complain. Me being who I am in general, I'm like, nah, I, I, I'm, I'm a warrior. And I, my kids are warriors. I'm, I'm like prepping my daughter. Like, we're going to send you back tomorrow. You're going to act like everything's all good. You're going to record this motherfucker on video. Oh, shit. Saying this shit. Because, yeah, get him on mind, You know as well as I do. You know the type. Entitled white dude. He says that shit. He, he doesn't think anything's going to happen. Yeah, there's... Well, and also, like, even if... And we've seen this, but, like... Even when you record someone doing some like sexist, racist, homophobic shit, they don't stop. Even if they're on tape. And if the person's like, do you realize that I'm going to put this on the internet and you are going to become a meme and you're probably going to lose your job? They're like, yeah, I don't care. Fuck it. So, like, it wouldn't surprise me that, like, if you recorded this guy and him being like, yeah, I fucked this other bitch. And you'd be like, all right, well, here we go. Let's, let's get this on tape. So yeah, that that just it wouldn't shock me if he kept doing it. So did you record him? No, because I got vetoed because um, my partner and her sister wanted to go. They went and they filed a complaint the next morning. And oh, we had man. to we had to meet with the director, and and I gotta say like I'm not trying. I don't I don't want to knock them because I you know what I I admire their route about going. They they're both working. Education. It's just not sure. the way I would. Maybe they're better. Maybe they're more right than me. But I'm telling you, I didn't think anything was gonna happen, and essentially, nothing happened. Nothing. All right. They, we'll they, see. They, they they told us the dude admitted. The dude admitted to the lady that he said these things, and he got put on probation. All right. We have no written evidence. We have no written evidence that he said he said it. Only the lady confirming to us that he admitted to it. And that's what I'm talking. Like, see this motherfucker. See, this is why, like, if you really want, and, you know, I mean, this this ideology manifests itself in different ways, but, like, if you want substantial change and shit like that, social media is the best way of going about it at this point when it comes to shit like this, because public shaming and, like, this idea that, like, you're going to become a meme or that you're going to be shared out and that, like, everyone's going to find out, like, Carnival Cruise hires misogynist shitheads. Like, if that stigma it hits the hits the ether and hits the internet yeah then they fire that guy because public pressure puts that on this dude to get fucking fired and then you know people also argue like you know is it do you believe that it's okay that you know is it do you do you want him to lose his job over this like his livelihood is at stake for da 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 and it's like well that's not my fault like he decided to say all of these things, right? So there are consequences when you talk like that, right? And be it a legal consequence, be it an informal court of public opinion uh, consequence, but there are consequences that are faced. And look, if you're ready to talk about a side chick to fucking 13 year olds, you should be very ready for whatever is going to come your way. Because like, if you don't have the sense to shut the fuck up and just do your fucking job, then I can't help you, man. Like, and that's not my fault if people come at you and are like, yo, you're a piece of shit. And then Carnival's like, ooh, we don't want to be associated with you anymore. Exactly. And that, that was my thing. I was like, there's one thing that we, if nothing's taught us anything with now, when your ass is on video, you're done. Yeah. Like, the world is going to know. When you accuse somebody, 
even if you're right when it's word versus theirs and it's fucked up because in these situations, I mean, this idiot admitted it, but we have no, as of now, I've yet to see the paperwork with him admitting it. I, I, I highly doubt. We'll see. But I just knowing the way things work, I doubt Carnival is going to do that because they're going to they don't want any liability or any proof. So if he, we would have had him on video right now, that motherfucker would never work again. No, he wouldn't. He would. He would be. He would be viral famous, right? They would, you know, we'd see those clicks, and it'd be like, you know, whatever. Carnival employee says, you know, uh, sexist remarks to employees that are to guests, da da da, and then he'd be done with, and then like justice would be fucking served because, you know, I there's this like, I don't know what to, I I want to say like apologist sort of rhetoric where it's like how far is too far is like you know do you think that this person should lose their job or should they be public shamed? yes and it's like well yeah like do you know what you could also do if you don't want that to happen is shut the fuck up don't say that shit and 13 and 12 year olds and that won't happen to you so like this idea that like when you hold someone accountable or you bring someone uh, to task on like the shit that they're saying that you're now somehow like the villain. It's I mean it's victim blaming. Oh, this yeah, is oh, yeah, victim yeah. blaming to a T where it's like you shouldn't uh why why You should be a troublemaker. Yeah, you're you, why are you recording me right now? I mean like well because you're, yeah. you're saying ter- do you think I'd be recording right now if you weren't saying terrible shit? Like what wh- why would why are we here? How did we get here? Because you're saying these things. I'm not saying these things. You're saying these things. So yeah. I think word to the wise, Rohan, uh, just shut the fuck up and do your job and you'll be straight, man. That's that's really that's really a way of going about it. And if anybody goes on the Carnival Conquest mm. and you bring your 12-year-old. Let it be known. Let it be known if Rohan is there, try to catch that motherfucker on video. Get him. Yeah, drag him. Dirtbag. Drag his ass. If he's still there, let us know too. Send us an email. I uh, I want it like I don't know if I yeah I'll talk about this. I had a stiff vodka and soda, so we'll talk about it. But um, I want like I'm not gonna drag this guy fully, but like I'll drag him enough. And if you want to find him, you can find him. Um, but there was this um, uh, post. I, I was on Facebook. I saw this post, and this was from a uh, former teacher uh, in my high school uh, who posted this picture of a protest in my hometown, Binghamton. And Binghamton, stand up. Yep. 607, we out here. Speedies. Uh, yep. All day. Natty light. Intolerance. Rawr. Uh So... He uh, so this guy used to be a teacher. He posted this picture of um, all these basically old white people protesting uh, Trump or protesting something, right? I don't know what the fuck. Like I'm like eventually debased to like someone doing something terrible, right? And so he wrote the caption of you know where are all the young people? Where are all the minorities? How come we're the only people out here? And I was like. What <laughs> the actual fuck are you talking about? Typical uh, 
white liberal hero. It was. It totally was. I didn't. And that, I, why are you not doing it the way I'm telling you you're supposed to? Don't you know what you're supposed to be doing? And do you not understand that, like, my level of activism is the only way of doing this in that even though you may have your own ways of protesting, because I'll be honest with you, if you're a person of color in Binghamton, just living is protesting. The fact that you're alive is an actual protest there. So for him to be like, why aren't you out there with us? I was like, this motherfucker right here. So I am like, I try not to get into Facebook Spoke fights. It, your privilege is showing, sir. Yeah, you, and I all but called him out on it and said like, well, because like, all right, I don't like to fight often on Facebook, but I'll do it once in a while to see if I still have it. And so, like, I like, the, and also, like, I pick and choose my battles. And I was like, mm, this one could be fun. Let's find out. So I, I fucking commented to him, and I was like, yo, dude, like, do you think that uh, if you're wondering why there aren't people of color at your protests, maybe you should look at what you're saying right now as to why they're probably not there. If you're curious as to why you're not, what, what was the protest? God, I don't know. I, I uh, I'll tell you what it um what it was in just a second. But um, it was uh, they were downtown, and it was something about uh, there's some politician that uh they didn't like so much, and then they uh were down there protesting and saying that this person is bad, and I'm I'm looking it up right now. I'm just uh filling time here. Uh. Oh, here we go. Um, here, uh, teeny hurts, uh, T E N N E Y hurts many. Um, I'll read the post. Actually, I found it. All right. So it's like there's all these people standing there and uh, they're protesting shit and I don't know exactly. It's T Tenny T N E. I don't know who the, it said. Politician maybe. Oh, Margot, the the, the assemblywoman or whoever the fuck she is. Yeah, is she she's a bad person, I guess. Yeah. I don't I mean honestly like I don't know enough about the politics of the situation. I just know the sentiment she here. She supports a lot of like many whatever. Like, but anyway, right, what, is, what, it, is it like a right-leaning woman who Yeah, and mm. she's a douche on she supports a lot of Trump's shit. Got it. Okay. All right. So effect, effectively Trump's ideologies are being espoused here. Got it. Okay. So here's the post. Where was everyone today? I saw one African-American and no Latino or Asian citizens. All I could see were gray old senior citizens like myself. This disappoints me and causes me concern for November. Why am I killing myself over this? Who the fuck is this guy, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm not going to fucking drag him all the way. I just know that I'm putting that. So, but here's the messed up thing, man. It reminds me of the typical Binghamton privileged neoliberal. Like, sure. I, and you know, I've had my share of experience with those folks. And, uh, like, fuck you, man. It, like, well, like, like, we, you, we, do you show up to every, like, uh, uh, well, what, what I, what I kept writing to, cause I started, I mean, I started a fight with him. Um, but he wanted to fight. So, and I gave it to him. Um, and I kept repeatedly asking him, like, so, um, I guess that one African American person doesn't matter, right? Because uh, what was the uh, what was it they were protesting exactly? Just her I, being there. T I mean I don't know Tiani Tenny I don't know how to say her name, um, but just her policies I guess that's what they were going it, after. It, she was she speaking somewhere or was she just 
Oh, they were just pro. No clue. I just I know enough that they he wasn't happy at the lack of black and brown people there. Can you tell me at least he's got to be affiliated? I'm I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and so and assume he's affiliated with some organization. Maybe I mean, dude, I don't know what that, like somebody who organized the protest. Oh, that I, like there's so much I don't know about this protest, right? Which like also lends itself to like, look, if you want people of color there, right? Like, how are you like how are you marketing this pro? Like, I don't marketing is the wrong word, but how are you galvanizing people to be there? Like, it wouldn't. It doesn't shock me that you probably this guy probably doesn't know any people of color. Therefore, no one's gonna fucking go, right? Or a couple of the good ones. Yeah, well, apparently the one African-American person there wasn't enough. A couple so of the his, good ones are probably a couple of people that he came to the rescue of. That his family was like, we, we saved yeah. little... Do you realize son. if Jamal had if, continued to live in squalor, we he We took would him die. in and we showed him yeah. the right way. Well, like, the way and that's, to behave right. It, it, it's, his parents are from Harlem. Okay. Yeah, didn't right. Know any better. Yeah, like, and that's the other part too. And I like totally. They barely called them made up. it to. They barely. They went. To, we know we went to Binghamton University, but they went on a scholarship. Yeah, like they had to get grants. It like he's one of those types of dudes who, and I kept calling him out on it. I was just like, yeah, you're a white knight savior. Like you're using your white knight savior mentality. You're now fucking bemoaning these people who didn't show up to your fucking rally despite the fact that there's one black dude there but he wasn't enough so all the stuff that he was doing and he felt in his heart that was doing the right thing doesn't matter to you because he didn't fit your quota so you didn't have enough you didn't have enough black or brown people so that's a problem but him being there sucks right get the fuck out of here man this guy so anyway he uh he's not a good person um what, what did he say to you did he did you Oh, so um, I wrote. Um, I'll tell you what I wrote uh, because he's blocked me since. Um, because then, shocker. Yeah. Spoiler alert. This guy blocked me because I don't know. Like he didn't want to go to the mat with me on this one because I was just like, "You're fucking trash." I would say this for the hypocrisy to the right wing Republicans are. They take the cake with hypocrisy when the, how they call people snowflakes and whatever, but they get just as offended about shit. But I will say this. Uh, they do not block. The, the, it's it's always the oh. liberal people that they're made. I've thing, been. I'm gonna block you, and they always feel like I ex exercise my power because I blocked you. And the Republican nah, right wing people sit they, there and just let you just rip them to shreds. And nah, well they'll they'll unfriend you. Like I had this fucking shit right wing dude in Binghamton who like totally tried to gaslight me into a fight and then like I, I think I know the one you're talking yeah, about yeah you know what I'm talking about he uh he tried to like gaslight me into a fight and I was like oh you're trying to gaslight right now and then like he unfriended me and or no I'm sorry he told me I was like too sensitive and that like I was a snowflake cuck and all this other shit and then he unfriended me and I was like, so wait a minute, you unfriended me and I'm the fucking snowflake. snowflake people. That's it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm the offended, like, I'm the one who can't handle this right now and you're the one who unfriended me? Fuck out of here, man. I, I did have one girl, uh, it was a, a girl I grew up with who she unfriended me and blocked me. And then she tried to refriend me afterwards. Nah, man, I'm like, a one-way street. And I was like, nah, 
But that she nope. was the one person I was like, yo, you are the biggest fucking hypocrite. Because you know, I do you know this about me. I don't block or unfriend people unless they they pose a threat to my family security. I will debate with you all day. I will if, if you don't get offended by the shit I say or me calling you out, I'll tolerate your stupidity. I will tell you you're fucking stupid and I will come to you with evidence as, as why so and as long as you tolerate it. It's a two-way street. Whoever blocks the other person first, in my opinion, uh, loses. <laughs> see, if I get you to block me, I win. That's that's that. I, <laughs> that's see, okay. I like okay. I like. I somewhat subscribe to it, but then at the same time, if it's someone who just like is really just borderline harassment, like if you're yeah. just harassing someone and you're just not offering anything and you're saying terrible shit, like yeah, yeah, you can block them. Like th- that's fine. Like, why do I want you to say and come at me in this sort of way where it's just like, well, you're not doing anything constructive. Yeah, you're just writing terrible shit to me. It's yeah. like, all right, I ain't got no time for you. But if we're having like a normal, like if we're having a civil discourse and it's like I'm telling you things that you don't like, mm-hmm. and then you block me, then it's like, yeah, you win. But like, if you're like, I told you the truth and you couldn't fucking handle it. Like, I mean, look, I I can swear on here, right? Yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, so it's like, if you have some white supremacist who's just like, you're a fucking nigger, I fucking hate you, you niggers. Yeah, you can block that person. Yeah, that's they, they might try to find you. And- well, not only that, not only may they try and find you, but it's just like, Although do I'm I need you? I will put, I, I, I rather blast them. And oh, find out all the information I can find out about them first. Oh, I mean, certainly drag him. But the thing is, is like, I don't know. With some of those d- dudes, it's like when you drag them or dox them. Well, doxing's a little shitty, but like if you drag them, like yes, they'll lose their job, but it's just like. Yeah, there's certainly a community that's just like, nah, you're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't, I don't know. I got weird feelings about that. But like, what I will say is that when it comes to uh, dudes like we were talking about originally, who, oh, I found the uh, uh, what I responded to. All right. Uh, so I wrote back to him. I wrote, I rarely engage in this. Not true. Uh, but it bears to be spoken to. If you're wondering where the people of color were at your social justice rally, I guess the one African-American wasn't enough for your quota. Perhaps examining the undercurrent of your post might give you some answers. And that's when he wrote back. And this was, all right, I'll, I'll do the quotes. But he goes, and exactly what do you mean by, quote, undercurrent, unquote? And I wrote, did you examine the undercurrent of how such a comment would land with people of color? And so then uh, from there, oh, I, damn it, I deleted it. Um, oh, wait, did I? Um, no, I didn't. Here we go. I found it. Yeah. So this is great material. I hope you guys are enjoying this. If not, then you're a cook. Uh, so then he wrote back, no. I'm asking you what you mean by undercurrent. First of all, you know what the fucking word undercurrent means. Or maybe you don't. And if you don't, you're an idiot. Um, So I'll start over. So no, I'm asking you what you mean by undercurrent. I thought I made it very clear direct. What do you mean? What what is it that you find, quote unquote, distressing to people of color? So I wrote back. This is a long one, but you'll you'll get down. So I wrote, for starters, we should be very clear that nothing that you could ever say will distress me. 
What I'm asking you to do is think to yourself, what does it look like for me as a white man to chastise, in all caps, an entire people of color community about their involvement in social justice? When you do that, then maybe you'll see why you probably didn't have the massive people of color turnout for your rally. Playing the role of a quote-unquote white savior who needs to, quote, explain to these people of color how to protest really isn't a way to get them down with your cause. So there you go. So then he blocked me, right? And then after that, well, I'm sorry. No, probably, he probably went home and jerked off. He probably told his words, "I blocked this guy." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I blocked this unruly blocked mean." Him. I feel so powerful and strong. I blocked this unruly mean man. Now here's the thing. Now you can, I mean, whoever, list whoever, off all the wonderful things he's done for people of color. So. Um, now again, whoever wants to write in or tell me like, was I being, I wasn't, I don't think I was being entirely, I wasn't being combative to him. I wasn't, I wasn't personally attacking him. You were actually pretty nice about it. I wasn't personally attacking him. I was, you were, you were, you were, Hey, look, and I'll say this, this is my opinion. When you put something on a social media, you are asking for, if you, let's put it away. If you put something on social media and you can't handle the comments, you're a fuck face. So he put that out there. He bitched about it. He got a, like you weren't, you, it's not like you called him names. You were like, listen, you fucking douchebag. Yeah. I was so a- in my opinion is this, the motherfucker should have been like duly, you know what? Like, I don't, I feel like you were pretty nice about it. Well, I was ha- well, I, I was mean, you challenged you you did I challenged you called him. him out. I called him which, out. Which motherfucker, you said some bullshit. So, a person of color is going I have and and you didn't come in a, it wasn't it wasn't hostile. I, that's what I'm looking to say. It was not hostile. I wasn't I been way more I probably Oh, well, okay. Might so have it, said some hostile shit. So, he wrote and I wish I could find it, but like so he wrote some other shit back to me and like was kind of out of pocket. But then I went at him and I was like, I basically told him, I was like, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. Like you wrote these things and I don't care how you feel about it. But since you wanted to post this, now we're going to talk about it. So, um, anywho, um, so after I wrote that, he, um, this was like, um, I don't know. I wrote him. (laughs) I wrote him at like 1130, like all this other shit where I was like, fuck you. You ain't shit. Um, so then the next morning I woke up to find him write this by Jim, be angry at someone else or stay angry at me. If that makes you feel better or since no words I choose are to your liking, do whatever you want. And then he wrote after that, or was that too much of a command? Enjoy your life. And then he blocked me. You fucking pussy. See, that's that's some cowardly shit, right? <laughs> like, oh my God. get the fuck if, out of here. If I had to typecast, if I was writing a script about the uh, Binghamton liberal, white liberal, um, and I had to character profile him, that shit would fall right in. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, this I will say. What you would if, say in this situation. If you want, like. Oh, my God. Maybe, I don't know, uh, if anybody emails you and wants to know who it is, then maybe we'll tell them. We'll, we'll screen them. But, like, um, just, just being nice. He ain't putting your ass on blast. You should be you should be really happy, sir, that I'm not trying to fucking drag you all the way. 
but I'm dragging you enough that like if someone wants to be like, who the fuck was this teacher that I used to have in school? Who is this person? So yeah. be thankful that I'm being nice to you in this uh, this capacity. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully you'll <laughs> you'll meet your quota for your next uh, rally, which like it's like I, 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 when are white people going to get it? Shut the fuck up. Well, you, listen, it, it, here's my opinion. Speak up. I applaud every white person who speaks out to other white people about social justice issues. I, I'm i not being ungrateful. Thank you for being no, aware. It's, but when a person of color is talking to you about, just shut the fuck up. Like, well, seriously, shut the fuck up and hear what they have to say and, and leave it at that. Well, it's like there's this old. Well, there's kind you don't of, get the lecture. There's there's a there's a cliche. It's like you know, don't be an ally, be a co-conspirator, be be down, right? So, in that, and I and I agree with you on that sense of just like yes, I'm because I have a lot of, not a lot. I have a few uh, white co-conspirators who are like, yeah, man, this shit's fucked up, and I should use my privilege the right way. And when I'm in these spaces, I should advocate and be like, yo, you know what? Don't say that shit because that's fucked up. Like, I know those people, right? And I'm grateful that they're in my life. And I'm grateful that um, they let me talk shit about white people. And they're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, you get it. So, like, but I also do know other people who are these sort of um, white allies and who, you know, want to... I guess, uh, uh, kind of do the social justice slant. However, when they are critiqued and when they are held accountable, they fucking lose their mind because it's the white privilege piece of like, well, how dare you, how dare you approach me? I'm standing up for you. I am on your side. I'm here killing myself. Yeah. And also sacrificing my privilege to be out here with you. And also, that's the other piece to it, too, that I uh, forgot about, is, like, this dude who wrote all this ultimately ended up making it about himself, right? Why am I killing myself? Why am I doing all this hard work? Because I'm the victim now. Because I'm the one who's suffering. And it's like, oh, so wait a minute. You mean tell me that... Um, Oh, way back when you uh, didn't have to ride in a separate bus or you didn't have to sit in the back of the bus or that you got to just uh, you had to sit in a you had to sit in a specific spot in a cafe or like you uh, could be killed for looking at someone like get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. It's really that like, well, I'm I'm a fucking martyr. Respect my martyrdom. If you can see me, if you could see me right now, I'm waving a mic stand in the uh, in the air like I'm some sort of <laughs> like like I'm some sort of freedom fighter, but not really because I'll be a limousine liberal and I'll just throw a Starbucks gift card out the window and hope that some poor person catches it. So, anywho, um, that was a fun little rant about uh, fucking. This is fun, man. You know, I'm enjoying the, this. The, the I like thing this. is, man, it's it's funny because we see it more now. Everything is put out in the open, but it is. It's like with me. It's where. It's why I will call out social issues. I'll have no problem talking about them and calling some shit that's fucked up. But I never align. I'm always iffy about aligning myself with any organization or anybody or any of these titles or any. Like, I won't call myself an SJW or someone who calls himself that. I'm automatically, like, I'm well, because, and and I'm glad that there's people that do protest. I'm glad that there's people that 
take whatever approach they do to call these things out. But you tend to have this, like the privileged motherfuckers that are like, if you don't do things the way I think you should do it, then you're not doing it the right way. And it is an absolute hypocrite. It's the worst when it is a white person talking to a person of color about, you know, if it's another, to me, another person of color, we can debate shit all day. We, yeah, we can do that. We can do that because, but when you are a white person, you never get to tell a person of color shit about race relations. And I don't care if that person is black, mixed, fucking light skinned, fucking Latino, fuck anything that you are not, you don't get to tell them. You never, you don't, because no matter what, and no matter how many black guys you fuck, no matter how many black friends you have, yeah. you will not know. As I've often said, just because you have rhythm inside you doesn't mean you have rhythm. And I hope that didn't go over anybody's head. Uh, now, zing. But uh, what I what I can say though is like, I think that there is this idea because like I mean whatever. I'm sure I'd be described as like a bleeding left, uh, bleeding heart left liberal. Who da 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 like I'm okay with that, um, but I think that there is um, some idea like what you're saying about like being like a social justice warrior and like because I know that that's like another like right wing like you're a social justice warrior. Like, it's actually more I hear more left wing people say it. I they, well, they 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 call look, themselves that they're they're mm. like we're SJW. It was like a hashtag, but. But but then but, I've but, seen but, but I've seen the right but I've definitely seen the right it, they grab it because they're like oh you're yeah the but right. it's but it's in a condescending sort of platitude yeah. where it's like oh you're just a social justice warrior and you want to just fight. like they do with feminists or like you just want to fight because like you don't even know what the fuck you're fighting about and like da 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 da, da and that there's this like eh, like there's this sort of like I don't know I guess uh like I said like a condescending sort of uh, uh platitude of like. Oh well, you just want to fight. You don't even know what it is that you're fighting about, but you just know that because I'm this straight white dude, that I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no, because like, look, there's nothing wrong with being a social justice warrior. Like, if you're fighting for social justice, that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And this idea that like, because of course they're trying to. Of course, you know, uh, for lack of better words, like demonize the idea of like you're fighting for social justice. Yeah. Like you just want to fight over everything. And it's like, no, um, that's not what I'm trying to do at all. Like, I don't want to be treated like shit. Yeah. And it's OK that I don't want to. And that I'm if I'm holding you accountable for it, don't be fucking mad because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not afraid of you. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's yeah. like, it's just, I don't like. Well, that's typical. I mean, that's just the typical right wing, uh, like white supremacy culture is always, you know, take anything, anything that is, uh, you see as a threat and try to um, discredit it or mock it. Um, but on the same hand, I, I think that also goes to like my, the, my stance on it, where it's why I, I, I don't like giving myself titles because when you give yourself a title because what happens is these broad strokes get put out of how you're supposed to be and that's what enable it, it makes it an easy target for motherfuckers to take and be like because they'll take out the dumb shit that motherfuckers do 
that fall under that title, quote unquote, and they'll magnify it and they'll say this represents what everybody is. And I mean, that's a science, I guess, a lot of people use if sure, they're trying well. to discredit something. But I, I, I back, my overall point is, is that the action of protesting something, the action of standing up again, the action of being a social justice warrior as opposed to calling yourself a social justice warrior. You know what right. I mean? The action of showing that Black Lives Matter, as opposed to saying I'm part of, I'm a this organization or whatever, and that and and I mean those are just not to beat up on them, but in the forefront, there's so many other organizations that I mean I'm just saying it's just it's almost like a gang mentality, a political mentality. You get the narcissist, you get these people of privilege who find some way. To make it about them. Exactly. They make it about me the way I think it needs to be, the way you're supposed to do it, and da da da. And, 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 well, and, I mean, if you look at, like, I mean, this is, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping into hot water with this, but why not? Um, but, like, if you look at, like, the, um, like, the pussy hat protest where, like, everyone wore their pussy hats to, Washington, and then they're like, all right, I'm here, and, like, Trump, you want to grab us by the pussy? And it's like, well, yes, uh, he he did say those things, but 53% of white women voted for Trump. So I'm willing to bet that there is certainly a cross-section of you motherfuckers there who voted for him who are there. So eh, I don't know if I can deal with that. Second of all... Oh, you're right. Second of all, um, and I saw there's this great picture of... uh, someone at that protest who held up a sign that said, I bet I'm going to see all you nice white ladies at the next Black Lives Matter protest, right? I'm sure y'all I'm sure y'all going to be there, right? Y'all going to show up? Y'all 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 really y'all really ready? Y'all really ready to do all this? Like it's I mean, without I don't I don't want to get into that. But, but um, it's a subcategory. It's and just in the nick of time, Zara has souped in to save us from this conversation, from us getting turning <laughs> this turned into a very toxic masculine us artist our, big us us weigh us, us weighing in on our thoughts on feminism because we really don't I don't know I don't yeah and, I mean I don't I don't and I'm and I haven't and I probably won't ever um I mean I know that I. I don't know, like, because it's, well, it's funny because I was actually on this podcast uh, a couple of months ago, where uh, the it was a there was a woman who's hosting and she's like, "Do you consider yourself a feminist?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I mean, I don't know enough of the tenets of feminism to really subscribe to it, mm-hmm. but I do believe that all women should have equal rights. Right. Like, if that if that's what you're asking me, yes. So, like, anywho, I'm glad to have you here." So glad that you're here. Um, so what were we Jim were, mentioned the the pink pussy hat? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I just we were talking about like white feminism and 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 we'll, the overall point was people who subscribe to the things they hold dear but don't give a fuck about other people's social issues. Right. Well, I think that's the case for most people who have strong views on anything, right? Like you think that whatever sort of belief you carry or whatever you think you're fighting for, you know, is above everyone else's fight. But the problem with the whole like white feminism is when someone gets into the midst of saying, "Oh, that that women's 
a woman's issue is above everyone else's. Where the fact of the matter is, and I think we talked a little bit about this even in the la- the episode on identity politics, where at the end of the day, if you are a black woman and you're coming from, say, I don't know, more of a working class as opposed to a higher class, that in itself is its own sort of, you know, your own condition is your own condition. You know what I'm saying? So if you are a white woman, you can't tell you know, a black woman or an Asian woman or whoever, any POC, how they're supposed to feel about certain topics because your experience are still going to be very, very different. Well, that's, I mean, and that lends itself to the intersectionality piece right. of uh, of the movement because, like, when I was when I was asked the question of just, like, you know, what do you think of feminism? Like, I certainly support it. However, what I don't support is, you know, and I put this in quotes, but white feminism, which excludes women of color who mm-hmm. have their own issues and their own issue they have their own issues that are are not exclusive to white women that need issue uh, that need right. to be spoken to right. and there certainly needs to be a platform for that mm-hmm. so if you're not willing to support that because you know look you know say it but like white women certainly have a level of privilege that exists in our culture mm-hmm. that women of color don't have right. or even dare I say men, uh, men of color don't have right. that there there's a lot of shit that they can get away with that we can't <laughs> vice versa right because there's shit as a guy that I'm able to do that a white woman or any woman could not do right so anywho uh, I guess uh, we'll see you at the next uh, pink pussy hat rally uh, maybe <laughs> I'll go I don't know <laughs> I just, I'm not a very good knitter, so no. I, I don't know if I can put a hat together in time. We were just having a discussion when you walked in the other night. I was with you know a friend of mine, a lawyer friend of mine, and another friend of mine who's an LGBT. Uh, she's a lesbian woman, and you know my other friend is African American. When she was she was telling us an experience that she had in the office, that a white woman's coming up to telling her that no, if you're black, you have to support feminism or you have to support. No, you ain't gotta do shit. And so we we were both laughing about it because we discussed this whole context that the issue with with white women in general actually have been sort of like a big hindrance to to black fight to begin with so like in the initial stage in the days of slavery obviously you know women women white women or any women for that matter were seen as you know second class citizen only white male can vote at that time period all of that stuff and what would happen is of course what's the next thing that you can do is to put down the next group right sure so and and that's right right exactly so then you have instead of actually you know, uh, white women supporting um, supporting being anti-slavery, being an, in the abolitionist movement, that becomes sort of like a hindrance. And I think that was one of the discussion that we were saying. And then to this very present day, you still have that issue of like, you know, white feminism as like, oh, this should be the forefront of everybody else when it's not. Because like I said, every single woman, especially at POC women, would have a very particular condition and experiences that they would have that wouldn't be necessarily covered within that, you know, whatever white feminism that they're trying to um, sort of bring up. And I think even for me in the Filipino community, one of the issues that we had in the the, the women's, uh, in Philippine women's movement is that when you have, when you have the American white feminism that started sort of like imposing in the Philippine context. So even in like, the way that they talk about, oh, Muslim women are being oppressed in A, B, and C, not understanding what you know Muslim culture is about. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that, that there's sort of like this one 
one size fit all situation for you know a woman's situation or and condition. Which, like, I mean, even ex, you know, I mean, you certainly, I mean, you really hit it in that, like, you have this sort of like, uh, I don't know, a one size fit all sort of social justice approach, which isn't the case because we all don't fit into those sizes because we, you know, as a, I'm saying as a woman of color <laughs> from what I've read and what I've seen in the world that there are definitely struggles that y'all are facing that white women are never going to see. And for, in order for there to be this sort of, I guess, for lack of better words, unification, uh, is that there has to be that intersectionality piece of right. just like, I'm supporting you, right? However, I'm letting you lead the charge. Right, right. I can't speak so, to you. Right, and it's thing. like, yeah. you know, it, all, it reminds me of um, even like the- Which goes back to the original point of the white guy with his- Yeah, complaint. you missed uh, you missed uh, uh, the part at the beginning of this uh, episode where, <laughs> where I read this just fucking awful human being- the segue to this- it's a segue to this topic, but you know you should listen to I it, will. and then you'll see. We will be reviewing. This is very. This is a very meta concept where it's like you're on the episode, but I'm asking you to listen to the episode so you know what yes. we're talking about during the episode. So very Twilight Zone indeed. Inception, right? Um, a dream inside a dream. It is. It is almost like a dream inside a dream. But all that to say that, like, even like when it comes to even the. Uh, the concept of protesting where like, you know, I have friends um, who white friends who are very uh, left leaning social justice uh, involved who like they'll be they've gone to protests they've been here in New York where like, you know, it'll be like a black life, black lives matter movement where uh, they'll be out in the front lines and they'll be like, you know what? Fuck these cops. Fuck these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And my friend will be like, yeah, you can't yell that here because the cops will fucking beat up every black person here. Mm-hmm. You can't, and they're going to not, well, they're going to fuck with us, but they're not going to kill but they're us. Not gonna, or they're right. not going to fuck with you. Or they're they're not, they, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're so, not going to be They're going to be like, who's your dad? Yeah, ex- so like. Where me, they're going to punch in my fucking. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a different situation. Right. So like, you have to have that acuity as to when you are going to be Absolutely. involved in this sort of thing, that you need to understand that like, there is, certain social conventions that will exist for one that won't for the other. So in support right. of that, you need to really toe the line yeah. and know how to fucking do this shit. Well, I've gone to protests. I mean, I remember going to a May 1st protest, which is, you know, of course, for us, the particular uh, stance that we put out is actually on the, uh, the migrants workers. And what would happen is at the end of the day, we would have workers with us who are undocumented. And who are in the protests, right? Sure. So in the midst of all of that, sometimes we would have a group that would go against and be like, why are you guys turning around? Because we would figure out, we know how to protect our contingent. We know how to protect our group. And there's a way to protest. Right. And we know when someone is undocumented, we know not to get them arrested. That's just the end of it. That's our approach. And nobody can tell us how to do that. And so what would happen is when the arrest would come in, there are some people that that's what they do. They want to incite the whole arrest. And they'll go in and get arrested. And we're like, no, we're not trying to do that with someone who's undocumented because guess what? They're going to get kicked out of the country. They're going to be detained and go through all that process. You won't. Which also <laughs> brings up the point as to how, um, and they've done this in the Black Lives Matter movement, is that they will send plants in. The NYPD, the FBI, all those motherfuckers will probably get killed for this. But they will send in plants to, to incite riots. I mean, it's from Roman era. Like they, 
when people were protesting. Not a new concept. This ain't a new concept yeah. where like They'll force people to be out in the middle of the street because they know that you can't you can't be arrested on the sidewalk. Yes. But then they'll start arresting you when you, as you step out and so, push people out. You know, and it's in I mean and also mm-hmm. and it's like and it's crazy because there's these people who are just like well, two two points. One is like <clears throat> You know, we have this idea because, I mean, if you go back to the Constitution, et cetera, which only applies for some people, but this idea that, you know, you are allowed to protest, like you have a right to protest because right. that is as, as a, as, it's a bill in the Bill of Rights. It's in the Bill of Rights <laughs> that you are allowed to protest the government, which like we're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> except uh, if you are, but if you do, then understand that the government will do everything they possibly can to circumvent right. that and fucking arrest you, right. right? But then you have these people, and of course these fucking shitheads who sit on a couch and just freebase Mountain Dew or whatever the fuck they do in the middle of America. <laughs> I don't know, man. I sound like such a left or left-leaning East Coast ed- educated fuck, but that's just who I because I grew up around these fucking cucks. Uh, but. Anyway, all that to say that there are these people out there who are like, why are you protesting? You shouldn't protest. You ain't allowed to do that. And I'm waving this mic stand like I'm a fucking maniac. (laughs) But uh, it's stand up. Yeah, this is like stand up comedy. We're just like, "Ah." but all that to say that there are these fucking right leaning shitheads who are just like, well, you can't protest. That's not what you ain't allowed to do that. Why are you protesting? Like, well, no, but I am because you know that thing. You know that you know that the very people that swear they love the concept America, America. Yeah. Dumbass motherfuckers. Hey, they couldn't even tell you what's in the Bill of Rights. (laughs) You know, those read the Constitution. You know, those first 10 rules like the Bill of Rights, you know, those first 10 things that you're allowed to do. You know, number two, where you're just like, that's my fucking right. (laughs) Remember that? The bare (laughs) arms arms. to bare arms that you fucking have built a multi-billion dollar industry (laughs) off of. Right. You know, that also within that is my right to protest. Did you know that? Probably not, but you don't read because, because it's in the first one. right to first assembly. One. Yeah, the first I, one don't matter. Yeah, oh, freedom of speech. Now, <laughs> shut up, you fucking cuck. You're a snowflake, and I don't give a fuck. Only number two is important. <laughs> one, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, and ten matter. don't matter for Half shit. Some motherfuckers don't even know how many there are. Nah, man. <laughs> it's, uh, the, it's funny because we were talking about immigration and. The, the tests that people got to pass you know, to become immigrants, intense. most <laughs> Americans couldn't pass it. Nah, yo. Look, I don't, like, I, you know, and the, I have left the country, but not, like, I've not gone overseas. Well, I've gone, well, I went on vacation uh, Caribbean, but, like, I haven't, like, gone overseas to, right. like, Europe. Like, I got a friend in uh, in London who I had to go visit. But like he's like he came here and he bloody was, fucking London. And we were talking about like uh like what what does Europe think of us? And he's just like, nah. oh, <laughs> we are the biggest embarrassment in the we world. We are wildly and embarrassing. This, and this is wildly embarrassing. Remember all those right wing assholes when Obama Obama making us look weak. We were loved around the world. Right now. We are a laughing stock, which is a good segue because we cannot end the show without talking about this coming from back from the break. President Trump finally met with Putin. He did, man. And for, I, I consider myself to be, 
I got a lot of weaknesses, but one of my one of my strengths is intuition, and I consider myself to be an intuitive person. And what I saw when he came out of that meeting was Trump looked like Putin sucked his soul out, like sucked the life out of him. Which my assumption is we are fucked because what whatever he said to him in that meeting put his ass in his plate. Trump realized that oh shit. There is a, the rest of the world is out there, and this is another ball game. And this motherfucker just, I don't know if well, he said, I got, everybody's like, oh, he's got something on him. Maybe he's got some, maybe what he's got on him is a superior fucking nuclear program, along with dirt, along with access, along with implants all over this fucking country because people don't look at white motherfuckers with suspicion. They were too busy looking at all the brown people, worried about them fucking what they're going to do to our country, that they weren't paying attention to white people. So I am just like, yo, man. Well, you can you can spot when someone gets checked, right? Like, you know, like when you like if you like, I mean, like if you even take it localized, like when you're at a bar and you see two people yelling at each other, you're like, all right, who's going to lose? Because somebody <laughs> has to lose in this situation. And then you're like, all right, somebody's backing down. But there, I mean, again, the side note, but it's like there's a difference between being punked and being like, you know what? You ain't worth it. Right. And Trump doesn't have that. Obama, however, has been in those situations where he's just like, oh, you want me to argue with you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's 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 so funny. That's so funny that you want me to do this with you, yeah. Because this isn't gonna go well. <laughs> Whereas, like, if you see a Trump who's just like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. sir. Whereas sorry, Obama's sir. like, mm, I'm. I'll never forget that. I'm not the best picture of Obama staring fucking Putin down. Like, down, just like, oh, really, nigga? And that's why these motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm like. I'm sorry. I'm like, y'all are fucking stupid. They're like, There's Obama made us look weak. And then Trump's over here getting punked left and right and like, hard. Oh, he's a great, he's a great guy. This punked. And they're just like, yeah. It reminds me of the saying, you can't play chess with a chicken. Arguing with an idiot is like playing or a pigeon. It's like playing chess with a pigeon, a chicken, a bird, any kind of bird. Even though they're losing, they're going to just knock all the pieces over and flap their wings and think they're winning when they're just knocking the pieces over. That's what Trump supporters remind me of at this point. It also reminds me, I, more specifically of, uh, of Trump, uh, the other quote that I think of is, um, the loudest one at the party is the weakest one at the party. Because if you have to yell, mm. you need to convince me of something. Yeah. You know who, you know who really is running the show? Someone who's not saying a fucking word. It's true. Shout out to Jay Prince. Jay Prince. Oh, I also on the break, thanks to Jim, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read, yeah. quote unquote, listen. Nah, we listen. I listen to, to it too. And anybody who knows me knows I've been a long time. I've admired Jay Prince since I was a young boy because I think Jay Prince. Long time is, listener. Jay uh, Prince is huge the fan. fucking man. And anybody from Houston knows that. Um, <laughs> this is taking a great and, turn. And now a lot of people know it because the, he's got a book out. It's called The Art and Science of The Art and Science of Respect. respect. Yeah, and yeah. You should great. listen to it, read it, whatever the fuck. Definitely, it's great. Um, but he's also one of those people who like, you know, and we I think we talked about it briefly where it's just like, you know about like, and I put it in quotes, right? You know about Puffy. You know about 
uh, Russell Simmons, you know about Jay Z, you know about all these people, but like a lot of people don't, don't know. know. <laughs> they have no clue who the fuck Jay Prince What's, is. What show was I? I was a guest on one of your. Ep- was it Three of Negroes? I think maybe. Do we talk about Negroes or yeah? It was Three of Negroes? Y'all asked me either you or Nehru to ask me about Jay Prince. Oh yeah, and I said Mr. Prince is a very respectable businessman to be admired. Yeah, and respected. And and handles his business. Handles his incredibly so. If but, handling your business, if there was, if, if you you looked up handling your business in the but, fucking dictionary, there, there's a picture of Jay Prince right there. But to the original point of of that, like when it comes to somebody like that, who like he's not you, a loud man at all. He's not loud at all. He is in, like, I mean, even when you list, like, I was listening to the book, and I ain't gonna lie, man. I was like, I fell asleep a couple points where I'm just like, he's like the black Noam oh. Chomsky. <laughs> I, I'm like, all right, man, I, I need you to pick it up a little bit because you're just like, and that's when I was here. I'm like, all right, Jesus Christ, man, what happened next? Yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm back, I'm back. But I'm like, I know, like, I know the story, and yeah. then like, even like, I mean, I gotta say, man, this is such a like. If you really wanted to fi- test his medal as to like where he was in the game, when he lists all the fucking artists oh, that yeah. he worked with, yeah, this is over fucking thirty years. It was funny because I have a friend that I work with, and I don't know if he listens to this podcast. You should, friend, my boy John. He's he's a fellow mixed brother, but he's he's grew up in Boston, okay. outside of Boston. So, but me and him click because we are like a couple of the POC mixed brothers who work whatever. But he loves to debate shit for the sake of debating shit. Oh, okay. He has to establish he's the big brother in the room. There's like, a- I'm older than you, little nigga. Listen to me. I was explaining to him that Drake owes his career to Jay Prince. He sure does. And he and he was he like, sure does. He was in here. He's like, no, no, no. Drake got out of it. I'm like, no, you no, don't know. No. Drake owes his. I tried. Jay to, Prince's I tried to son tell him. found him online. I was like, yo, this is the next buzz. And that's when he was like, uh, Jay Prince is like, I don't know, man. Are you sure? He's like, no, I'm a hundred percent. And he's like. All right, cool. Go find his mother, go find his ass, and then go tour with him with Lil Wayne and them. And then, all right, cool. Yeah. But my son, if my son thinks you're cool, then you're cool. Yeah, that's hey man, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, Jay Prince is the man. Yeah. I, I, if anybody didn't know that, he is all shout out and respect. <laughs> I, I've always man. admired. He's always been one of my biggest inspirations and people I've always looked up to. To me, the because I grew up in Houston. I lived yeah. in Hager's home. I was in the foster system because being, even though I can pass for white, when I went into foster care, I'm black. And the rule is you have to live in a black neighborhood. So I had to live in Hager's home. So upon my journey, I lived in the ghetto. Then I lived in the hood in Southwest Houston, Mission Bend, which the hood in Mission Bend is people who is one step up from the ghetto. It's not quite the ghetto. One step up from the ghetto. Um, you know, like knowing what this man's accomplished is inspirational for you. You look it's, up to the, he's a hero. He's this person you look up and you say, I can be like him. I can do it because Jay Prince did it. And, uh, and he's not somebody you want to be his enemy. Not, not at all. <laughs> not for all the weed and Compton, whatever I want the ire oh of, uh, I think it was Roy Roy Wood Jr. said that uh, uh, Jay Prince has maybe laughed twice, and once was at Bernie Mac. That's it. Oh man, my man, my man is not about games. Word. He don't want to play Word. around. Anyway, so with that, um, we uh, 
we got to wrap it up here, man. I yeah, mean, man. There's so much to talk about, but we, you know, we're, we're back. We, you know, this is back from mid-season break. Uh, next week, we're doing a sports edition. Um, Woo, sports. And then um, we'll see what's happening next. We, let's hear from you guys. We miss you guys. We want to know you're still there. Let us know. Um, we're available on many platforms now. Check us out at TillyTruthRadio at gmail.com. Give us an email. Leave us a message on our Facebook page. Let us know um, what you're thinking about the show or any suggestions that you do have for us. We do want to do some fun stuff since it's still summertime before the school summer, begins. Summer, so summer, yeah. shoot us an email. Yeah, Jim, what you got going on, brother? Uh, yeah, um, if you want to uh, find me, you can go to uh, jimsearchcomedy.com. I, uh, I do comedy a lot, uh, so it's fun to go see me do stand-up. Um, also, if you want to find me on social media, I'm at jimsearch on all the platforms, so like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or whatever, you can find me there. Um, if you're going to friend request me, uh, just tell me that you heard about me through the show because like dummy accounts and weirdos and shit pop up. I don't like that stuff. Um, also, um, I do two podcasts that you should definitely listen to. Matt has been on, uh, so you should check out Swatches and Boomboxes. Definitely. Yes. Classic uh, hip-hop heads. Yes. If you are a 90s hip-hop head, that's a podcast for you because we cover all the albums from the 90s. East Coast, West Coast, Down South, doesn't matter. If you were a product of the 90s, this is a podcast for you. Um, go download that all day long. Um, you can hit us up at swatchesandboomboxes at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Swatches and Boom on Twitter because they won't give us boxes because they don't let black people have shit. So you should find us there. Yeah, the Twitter Twitter races. But um, also, I do another podcast called Shut It Down, the Bar Rescue Recap Show. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Bar Rescue. Um, shout Shut out It Down! This is ridiculous. You can't do that. Uh, so shout Yo, out. You're, you're gonna. Oh, never mind. I'm going to be releasing uh, many episodes coming up soon. Uh, so you definitely want to listen to all of those. Um, so you can find us at Shut It Down, uh, Shut It Down Podcast at gmail.com. Also, Shut It Down Recap on Twitter. Uh, hit us up there. If you love Bar Rescue, email us. We'd love to hear from everybody because. Um, you know, we love the show so much. Uh, shout out to John, John Tapper. man, man. Yo, man, if you want to talk about a dude who's about his business, that's motherfucking John Tapper. John Tapper don't fuck around. He's not in, interested in the games. So uh, go fuck with that. Um, download it. Listen to us. Rate, review all the podcasts I'm on. I know I plugged myself for probably like two minutes, but I don't care because we have been talking shit because we're telling it like it is. We're telling it like it is. And uh, thanks for being here again, Jim. Hey, man. Look, so this was so much fun, man. I like I will. I will be 100 percent. I was just like, you know, normally when you do like an open table sort of thing, I'm just like, are these going to go well? Well, this is great because, like, you know, you're my man, hundred grand, so we can just talk we've about been, anything. We've been doing this forever, so yeah, we we can we can talk. It's almost like not working. It's, it's yeah. Insane. This is look. They say that the true job you find is the one where you don't feel like you're at work. So if you wanna uh, pay me a lot of money to podcast, that'd be great, uh, and then that would be awesome. So yeah, hire check, me. Uh, hit up if you if if you are a person who wants to get into podcasting. Oh yeah, you don't have the stuff. Hit up Jim Jim Jam Studios. He's he Jim Jim has that shit. To a science, he can record you. He can whatever. I can. I can make you sound. Rate. I can make you, you sound great. Use the promo code Tealy Radio. 
Yeah, yeah, no, nah, hit us, uh, hit me up, man. Um, you just can't be a real creep. That's all I ask. No uh, creeps. I'll record your podcast, uh, but just no creeps. Exactly. And with that, uh, thank you for joining us. Send us an email. Um, telling it like it is. It's produced by myself, Matt Ely, Veronica Ely, Zeravan Yola. Special thanks to Maddie Ely for handling our social media. We are not Democrats. We're not Republicans. We're not liberals. We're not conservatives. We are realists. And we're always telling it like it is.